Welcome back to 10 Questions. This is episode two for the season. And my guest this time is Amanda Berlant. Amanda is well known for a number of things. She is an author, I uh, wish I knew I could say best-selling author technically, but Amanda will always be a best-selling author in my mind. Uh, she is also the CEO and uh, founder of Mental Health Hackers, which is an organization that promotes uh, awareness of uh, mental health issues in the tech and information security fields, uh, which is also a cause near and dear to me for anybody that knows a number of details about my life. Um, and in addition to that, she also is all over the place, it seems like at times, with these trainings that she has put together. And that happens to be where I started with the first question whenever I talked to her, actually back in December. This is uh, 10 Questions, Season 2, Episode 2. And I am talking with Amanda Berlin. Yay. Hi. Hi. So uh, hopefully I am not overly distracted. The good thing is we were we were talking about my evening before we started recording and I was a little bit distracted with with uh, one of these that recorded earlier. So but it's over, it's done with. Maybe you can relax. <laughs> no looking at work right now. Yeah, no, no looking at work. I'm just thinking about how uh, it's it's three hours before I can follow Friday you before you get me. Oh yeah, but I'm an hour <laughs> ahead. Of, I'm an hour ahead of you, so I always, yes. like, if I remember, I always have an advantage. <laughs> All right, so sta- standard ground rules for this. I've got ten questions for you. There could right. be follow. There could be follow up questions if I hear something intriguing. Uh, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, right. my, my thing is I like a good story. So if you're telling a good story, I'm going to sit back and let you talk and listen to it. <laughs> I'm very good at talking. So I think we'll be set. <laughs> well, question one, actually, it kind of sort of leans that direction. Um, it, it seems like every time I turn around, you're talking about uh, trainings that you've put together and that you're doing. Um, well, what is it that you enjoy most about conducting trainings? Oh gosh, um, just the interactions with people. I I love being able to teach people new things, you know, and watch like that light turn on in their eyes. Like I've not thought of that before, or I didn't know you could do that, or yeah, just thinking of different ways and teaching teaching people how to do things um, has always been fun. Uh, you know, no matter what I'm teaching on, if it's a technical topic or not. I, I always really enjoy it. I mean, it kind of, wanted, kind of like the cartoons where the light bulb goes, all of a sudden appears. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's, that's always a fun moment to have, but that I, I, I've got to agree. I've, I, uh, I actually uh, taught junior high for a little bit. And, oh, well, you poor thing. Yeah. I was about to say, well, junior high was a little bit of a pain in the backside. There were, there were students like what you were describing that it, it made the time worth it, even whenever some of them were trying to make the time not worth it. Oh, yeah. Like, I so, I wouldn't want to teach children for anything. <laughs> like, I, I enjoy teaching my own children, uh, yeah. like, uh, all the time. Like, I love teaching them new things, but that's because I can yell at them and, and <laughs> make, make them do things they don't want to do if they're being bad. You can't really do that for... <laughs> Yeah, I was, 
I have uh, told people that I don't imagine I'd go back teaching public school uh, again, but, um, you know, having finished grad school, maybe, uh, maybe one of these days I'll find a JUCO that'll let me slip in there and teach a couple of sections of something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's worse. Uh, you know, teaching college where you have a whole bunch of people that might just not care. <laughs> uh or high school where i feel like you just get bullied the whole time if you're not cool <laughs> yeah yeah no i, I the, my uh, my first of the two years that i uh, that i taught um there was there was this one class period where um where i had three uh, three boys that they, they 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 found they found that button to push with yeah. And in one day, they just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. And uh, I was doing alternative certification, so I had a, a supervising a supervisor that would check on me. She was actually uh, she, she was actually a former teacher and taught uh, some of the classes I did at the same school before she retired. And uh, she was coming that particular day, and she showed up during passing period right after that particular class. And I just remember I was not in good shape. And I just said, can you please watch them for just a little <laughs> bit? I, I, I need a minute. Um, yeah, it, it, especially, especially junior high kids can be yeah. trying at times. Yep. So, um, okay, question number two, and you can thank Snow for this one. I think you know which one I'm talking about. Watch or not? Oh my gosh! Not neither. Neither, huh? <laughs> well, it depends. It, it depends. Are you talking about yourself, or are you talking about for someone else? It's commando all around. Uh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, and, and, and feel free to throw something similar at me to give to her. I, I'm, to I'm give talking to her. To okay. I'm talking to her next week. If you if you got something Perfect. to level at her direction and payback for that one. Um, okay, so question number three was another one of those that was uh, offered up uh, as a suggested question is if you had to pick one programming language that everybody in the world had to use and that was it, which one would it be? Oh, I feel like I'm not qualified to answer this. I don't really program much. Um, so I feel like if I answered that and everybody else had to do it and I didn't, uh, I could really just pick a really, really bad one just to make everyone's life terrible. <laughs> um, so let's just go with like COBOL. COBOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think there's still a little bit of COBOL that's still survived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because I don't I don't program, so I guess it won't. I mean, I'm sure it would probably impact me in some way or shape or form, but. Or you could always make everybody go back to punch cards. Yes. Oh, that could be interesting. <laughs> I was trying to explain punch cards earlier today. I uh, I went through a, not rage cleaning, I went through a, I'm having anxiety about how dirty my closet is and how much crap I have, so I need to get rid of all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, so you should see my living room right now because it's a disaster. But uh, I, get, I, I handed... Um, my younger to a hard drive, right? Like mm -hmm. an, a spinning platter hard drive. And 
and like, hey, there's a really strong magnet in here. Go take it apart. So uh, the youngest one's eight, and then the next one up's 11. So they're in their bedroom, like messing around with it. And uh, he came back down with like the disc, you know, spinning or whatever. And he's like, what is this? <laughs> so I gave him like a, a little five minute you know, overview of uh, the history of computers because he knows what a micro SD is yeah. because that goes in his tablet when he runs out of space. Um, but he had no idea about any of the other stuff. So gave him a little bit of a how-to, I guess. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, my kid's not quite to the age where he would get it yet, but... Um, I have always insisted that whenever he whenever he wants something a little more than uh, than a fire tablet or something like that, that I will buy the parts. And once he learns about the parts, how they work, how to put them together, then he can put it together and he can have a computer. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah my I, my oldest just got into PC gaming this summer because mm -hmm. he had a whole bunch of money that he was, I think was just burning a hole in his pocket um, from his summer job. And he realized that he uh, could, I don't know, do additional things or have faster, you know, less lag time or whatever if, if he had a PC. So his friends came over and it was adorable because it was a bunch of like 16, 17 year olds talking about different components of computers. <laughs> like half of the stuff they said was just complete bullshit. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, oh, all right, that's not really how that works, but uh, you just keep going, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so it's, sometimes it's interesting to, uh, to uh, let them figure that out on their own. Oh yeah. But, uh, but de definitely, definitely sometimes they need to figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So question number four, uh, I, I learned just in the last couple of days that you're not much of a football fan, but you're apparently <laughs> a baseball fan. Yeah. So what, what, what is it about baseball that you enjoy? I played baseball or softball or whatever uh, my whole life growing up. Mm. Uh, played on summer teams, traveling teams, absolutely loved it. Um, I don't know. It's just always been my sport. Um, I love going to games and watching. Uh, my middle son is super athletic, so he's mm. also in baseball and really enjoys it. Um, I helped coach some some leagues uh, when I got a little bit older. Uh, all of my body parts are failing now, so I'm not sure I could play anymore. <laughs> I have issues with knees and running and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you and I are about the same age, and I and I, I understand that I've got my own uh, my my own uh, failing body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there's an age that happens. <laughs> yeah, so I've always been a Cleveland Indians fan growing up in Ohio. Um, and now I live semi-close to Toledo, and they have a, a nice, like, AAA uh, team that we'll go and watch because it's super cheap to get in there compared to the Indians. The Mud Hens, I think it is? Yeah, Toledo Mud Hens. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I will be I will be perfectly honest. I am not necessarily the person that you want to take to a baseball game, unless it, it, unless baseball game is 
a background for hanging out, having a couple of drinks, having good conversation. And oh, there happens to be a baseball game going on. I mean, that's also the best thing about watching baseball. You don't really have to pay attention that often. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Unless you're I, playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I do watch a little bit of it, but at this point, um, about the only, the only that I watch probably the World Series, and I really don't ever watch anything before the sixth inning in any game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you, you start to get the drama after the sixth inning. Will this next pitch do in that batter, or will they actually figure it out and knock it out of the park? Yeah, we uh, Indians lost the World Series a couple years ago, but they lost it to uh, the Cubs which mm-hmm. the Cubs hadn't won in a much longer time than the Indians had. So I didn't feel too bad because they kind of deserved it too. All right. So I, so of course, being a baseball fan here, here's a nice question that'll, that uh, we'll figure out which side of a divisive issue are you on? Um, any love for the Yankees? No. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't care who goes to the World Series as long as it's not the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I've not met anybody that is uh, on the fence when it comes to the Yankees. No, nope. either love or hate. That's it's it's New York against the rest of the world. I think. There you go. <laughs> now, 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 speaking of that, um, the I do know the remember the first time I actually intentionally sat down and watched a baseball game mm-hmm. was whenever whenever the Mets and the Yankees made it to the World Series. I think that was like 15, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Something a long like time that. ago. Yeah. I, you know, they, they were just plugging out, oh, this is huge. We're in a Subway Series. You know, this is still before uh, they started to make interleague play a, a regular thing like it is now. Um, so yeah, it was just the, all this big hype for a subway series. And I was like, Hey, maybe there's a little drama with that. This might be interesting. <laughs> um, so I watched more of that world series than not, um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm one of those people though, that I, these days, my love for, uh, classic American sports, it's just not much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am, I am a lover of the game of of rugby um i I prefer games where you don't get concussed (laughs) you know you can actually get concussed a lot easier in in a game of american football football, i know that's why my children don't play i mean that's why my children don't play football yeah well because i mean rugby has been ahead of the game with Mm -hmm. their uh with their uh concussion protocols and their rules to avoid that type of stuff. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm thoroughly impressed by how they do that. Um, yep. And of course, I've, I've started trying to see if I could figure out the game of cricket. Okay. Um, so just just started that this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think I understand the scoring structure. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and go to uh, question number five. Okay. Um, so uh, one of the things that most people are aware of about you is that you're the CEO of Mental Health Hackers. Uh, I was curious, what exactly was it that led to the formation of Mental Health Hackers? 
Um, so, uh, I, I've had my own issues and I started talking about those. So anxiety, depression, um, I went through a divorce and got a new house and a new job on the span of like a couple months. Um, yeah, I just had a really rough year a few years back. Um, it's been like six years now. Um, but I started talking to people about it and was very surprised when they're like, oh, well, you don't really seem depressed. Like it's this huge surprise to us. And like, I thought I, like they thought they were the only ones dealing with the issue or whatever. So I was asked to give my first keynote ever at besides Nashville. And that was two years ago, I think mm-hmm. two, three years ago now. Um, and I'd never given a keynote before. Um, I had watched a lot of keynotes <laughs> and I knew like all, all my talks prior to that had been technical. Right. Um, and I wanted my first keynote to be kind of a big picture idea, like Ted, Ted talk type, you know, mm-hmm. uh, talk. So I kind of just went rolling with that and I'm like, well, there's other people in the industry that seem to be having problems. I wonder if we are different from like the general population. Um, so I did a bunch of research and put together a talk. Um, and that talk ended up going so well that I didn't retire it. Like I do my normal talks. Uh, I'll re- I'll retire a normal technical talk after one or two times giving it. Right. Uh, I gave this talk like, 13 times, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And because each time I would have somebody come up to me and tell me how much of a different difference it made for them, they thought they were the only one struggling. Um, So I just kept on giving it figure if people are going to give me a stage, I might as well. Um, And then I thought, all right, well, I can't just keep on giving the same talk for forever. I wonder if I can reach a larger audience. Um, And then uh, so 2018, um, DerbyCon call for workshops opened. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just try and make it a workshop. So I did that all on my lonesome. Uh, I'm like, well, I have an idea of just like a quiet room where people can go to, to get away from the con other than their hotel room. Because, uh, like I work from home and I have not all the time, but Uh, a lot of times I'll have crazy social anxiety and panic attacks after being at a conference because, Mm -hmm. you know, I go from not ever being around anybody to being around people 24 seven for like (laughs) three days and my brain explodes (laughs) and I have, have huge panic attacks. So I'm like, what if we had somewhere where people could just like, get away from all the people in the learning and just kind of sit and veg out and maybe learn about some of the stuff I've been talking about. So the first uh, mental health and wellness uh, village, they turned it into a village and not a workshop was at DerbyCon last year. Um, And we raised a whole bunch of money um, just using a GoFundMe. Uh, we were able to raise like 7,000 after uh, my first initial goal was like, I think 2000 was my initial goal. And in the first two donations, we blew past that. 
the first two people gave me like a thousand bucks a piece. Um, wow. Yeah. And I, cause I didn't even know if there would be that much interest in the community. Um, but after $7,000, I'm like, all right, well, we need to do something with this money. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up uh, uh, paying for some massage therapists to come and buying a bunch of cool stuff for the room, snacks and air loungers that people could kind of lay down in and a whole bunch of trial stuff. But it went from me running that with a bunch of volunteers like helping with speaking and making sure I could like leave and go to the bathroom without my stuff being stolen um, to, you know, when, when DerbyCon was done, they gave me a black badge and I bawled my eyes out and cried on stage. <laughs> mm. um, and they had enough interest in it that I had people coming up to me saying, how do I have this at my conference? And, hey, I'm a vendor. How can I give you money for this idea? And I'm like, I thought this was the only time I was going to do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really think ahead that far. It's kind of just me. And if I take your money, I'll be taxed on it. And I don't want that. And I need to do something. So it went from me only thinking it was a one-time thing at DerbyCon to... Uh, let's see here. I, I started operating with a business license in Ohio, uh, November of 2018. So Derby was in October. I had the business going in November and then I think it was April when we got our 501c3, uh, through the IRS. And then since then we've gone crazy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of blown up in ways that I never thought would happen. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I went to uh, besides Dallas. Yeah, and uh, it's, I uh, stopped in the room there, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how many people uh, how many people uh, were volunteering uh, to help with Megan, but she was the only one in there at the at the time, and. Uh, she, she actually asked me, are you going to be here for a little while? Yeah. You mind hanging around? Like, well, I, I, I actually, I actually have said that I'm happy to volunteer. So sure. Right. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, Megan's uh, Megan's amazing. Uh, if it weren't for her, I, there, there's no way this would have gone as well as it has. Uh, she has a math degree <laughs> and her mom's a CPA. So they handle all of the financial stuff, which is super nice. Um, mm. And she helps a whole lot for being so young, <laughs> but she's, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, uh, she, uh, she, she was in a, what was it? She was, a. it was the, the scavenger hunt that they were doing at at uh, that B sides, and mm -hmm. she was working with uh, Tinker and uh, and uh, somebody else too. And because they, she even came back in at one point and said, "Hey, can I take a picture of you with the uh, with the uh, was it the Nintendo Switch or I think something yeah. like that?" Um, so I ended up being evidence in the <laughs> in the uh, in that scavenger hunt. Uh, and of yeah, course, 
and then of course that 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 was the first time that I heard Tinker's name actually mentioned. I was like, oh, Tinker's here. <laughs> I haven't met him. Um, and and this, the, the the story about uh, about how that went down, I actually talked with him about that. So that will be uh, out there in public uh, <laughs> this weekend. So. Um, yeah, that was that, that, that was that was a fun time. That was a fun mm-hmm. time. So um, no, that's a but that's a uh, you know that, that, that's that's a good origin story about how that started. Uh, I think a lot of stuff like that. That's that's the way it starts. Is you know somebody starts digging into into something and it just it just team rolls from there. Yeah, just never realized there was as big of a need as yeah. there was so yeah i'm i'm happy to be be able to like the place that i work at is absolutely amazing um just a small startup out of ann arbor mm-hmm. and they just let me work from wherever so you know they've they've paid for a whole bunch of my travel um mm-hmm. and they're super supportive when it comes to the nonprofit and allowing me to kind of just do my thing as long as i get my stuff done um so yeah i just i'm super super grateful uh to be in a position where i can kind of travel to places and help other people out um as long as i do my best to not burn myself out (laughs) (laughs) all right well um Moving on to question number six, uh, what do you say your favorite food is? Steak. Steak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well prepared steak. Are, are, are you are you uh, are you uh, have a little pink in there? Or you, oh, definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah but it's got to be very bloody. <laughs> very bloody. Oh, so so, so you know, you, I want. Like, oh, okay. So so, so like you, you don't like your cow still moving. No, medium to medium rare. It needs to be. It needs to be at least warm in the middle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, are you are you a purist, and you only if you're going to have steak, you're only going to have a good a good done steak, or do you like to have uh, yeah, you know mushrooms, or uh, was it uh, I think steak Oscar with the crab topping? I uh, know, just regular steak. With like okay. a, some kind of vegetable is is usually my go-to. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. I am not a a, a color to my steak type person. What you got to try it out, man. I well, I, I I have an issue with food textures. Is what it comes down to. Okay. So, uh, but. But uh, so I, I always order a well done steak if I'm gonna if, if I'm getting steak. It, it's it's a crapshoot though. It is a crapshoot because if you go to a place like Applebee's, ordering a well done steak, it's gonna taste like it was on the fire a little too long. Yeah, it's gonna come out like a hockey puck. <laughs> but but um, I can order I can order a rare steak at Applebee's and it comes out done. <laughs> well, there's a the uh, Grand the, the Grand Hyatt Hotel that's attached to DFW Airport. The restaurant in there, I've been in there a few times, and every time I've ordered a well done steak in there, no pink whatsoever, but it is still it, it's still good. 
there's no sign of it being charcoal. Yeah. Get the right person cooking your steak and you can have it any way you want. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could go back. <laughs> I, I have my kids while trained too. Like I've never, never seen a kid eat bloody steak before, but my, my boys love it. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I remember at, it, I think it was in junior high, I was with, uh, uh, with the band and we went, we went, um, to this hamburger place and, uh, and, uh, I, I don't remember what it was I had to go do, but I was almost up to in line to order. So I asked a friend to order for me and whenever my burger came out, I went to go take a bite of it. And it was like brown shell with pink gooey syrup. It was, it was like a jelly donut, except raw meat in the middle. Oh. That's disgusting. Yeah, I, I was, I, I questioned if that my friend was actually my friend that day. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, it, you know, it's a, it, it, not, not quite steak tartare, I guess. Um, uh, okay, so question seven, uh, given the fact that we're recording this, probably, I think uh, we're only a few hours from the release of the next Star Wars movie. I know. Are you more Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars, without a doubt. Yep. Okay, so yep, definitely. If it's Star Wars, were you one of those people that was disappointed in the uh, prequel movies, episodes one through three? Um, I don't know. No, I don't want to say disappointed. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the one with Jar Jar Binks in it, but that one was shitty. <laughs> so, so, but the so, rest so of them were fine. So, so you 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 fall on that side of the fence with Jar Jar, and it's like, no, nope, yeah. that shouldn't have happened. Nope, he's uh, yep, no. Mm -mm. See, I I can't find anybody that will give Jar Jar any love except me. Nope. I I I I I don't think Jar Jar was a was a caricature or anything. I. I, I think it was a that it was a good addition to the movie. <laughs> You're standing alone there. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that, 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 then again, most people know me as being "quote unquote" weird. Yeah, well, so is Jar Jar. So, um, but I'm not Jar Jar. You are not. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you were, we wouldn't have made it five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, welcome you to the <laughs> podcast. No, bye. See you later. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, question number eight. One of my favorite things to throw at people. Um, the phobia question. Oh. Yes, I'm going to pick out some phobias here. I've, uh, okay, I've got my... I thought you were going to ask me like what my phobias were. And I, no, really don't. I... I mean, if I go over that, I feel like I'm going to be tortured. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to select three phobias at random for my trusted list here. Okay. And without actually taking time to look it up, um, take a wild guess and see which one that you, if you had to have one of those three, which one would you prefer to have? Okay, and I'm not allowed to look up what they mean. I no. Okay. Was, we'll, 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 we'll cover what they are after you Afterwards. make a decision. Okay, I can do that. So, let's see here. 
Balonophobia. What was it? Balonophobia. Balonophobia. Okay. All right. Um, Buffonophobia. Okay. And cacophobia. I think the first one's fear of baloney. Balonophobia. Um, let's see here. What was the second one? Buffon. Buffonophobia. Um, Buffonophobia. Yeah. Buffon. Hmm. Fear of a clean car. Um, and then is it cat? How do you pronounce the last one? Uh, cacophobia. 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 Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say what I think that one means. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with. I'll, I'll go with fear of baloney. The first one. <laughs> okay, so so going from number three back up, cacophobia right. is fear of ugliness. Oh. All right. Like your ugliness or like that you're like that, that yourself is ugly or that other people are ugly. Like you're afraid of other people's ugliness. Uh, doesn't say. It doesn't say, so I'm assuming any ugliness. Okay. Um, phonophobia, fear of toads. Toads. All right. I like and toads. And then, uh, shoot, where was the other one? Balonophobia. Oh, yeah. Balonophobia. Or is it fear balloons? Of, fear of pins and needles. Oh, all right. I have lots of tattoos, so I'm not afraid of pins and needles. There you go. There you go. If I if I had to pick one of those though. Hmm. I don't know. I like toads too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I okay. guess we'll stick with pins and needles. Okay. <laughs> All right. So question number nine. Um, what was both the best and the worst advice that you've ever received? Um, let's see here. I know the worst advice. Uh, someone told me that I wasn't smart enough to get my OSCP, so I should go for my CISP. So that's probably the worst advice that I've gotten. Um, the best advice, uh, probably to start volunteering at conferences. Because that's where I started meeting a whole bunch of people and, uh, you know, just networking. And that's kind of where it all started. Networking is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely uh, not always what you know, but who you know is a uh, yeah. Very I mean, big I, factor. I've gotten my last two jobs from Twitter. There you go. Yeah, I've not had to use a resume in years. <laughs> <laughs> Life goals. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I can tell you if you never want to uh, use a resume again, just write a book. <laughs> There you go. That is uh, ever living proof that you know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. Yep. Okay. All right. Then question number 10. What was your favorite band in high school? 
Oh gosh. Um, so I went to, I went to high school in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio, right? Uh, graduating class of 36 people. Um, the town I grew up in, the town I grew up outside of, uh, had about 600 people. So that's to give you an idea of, what you, you know, to. the kind, yeah, I don't know how I've made it where I am today, uh, being around that much ignorance, but, <laughs> uh, I did not actually know there was music other than country music until I was in like ninth grade. So I'm just putting that out there that I, I feel like I was at a disadvantage <laughs> okay. up, up until later in my, in my adolescence. Um, but, uh, I don't think I can go wrong, uh, with Garth Brooks because he's still fantastic. Yes. Uh, I took my middle son last year, no, this year in May and watched him in concert and absolutely amazing. He, he rocked three hours. Like he was still 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the town I grew up in definitely bigger than the, than, uh, <laughs> the, the one you were just telling me about. It was more like 25,000. Um, but the only radio station in town was a country music uh, station. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was the most powerful signal that that was the only, uh, that, that, that was the only, uh, music uh, that I was exposed to outside of what, uh, what my parents would play. Um, yeah. and, uh, with, uh, with growing up as a pastor's kid, that was mainly, uh, that was mainly Christian music. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, get some, you know, be able to do classical music, maybe jazz. Um, I, I was, uh, converted to being a metalhead after I got out of high school. Yeah, I, I was introduced to, because uh, when I was in high school, I thought I was going to be a professional musician. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was introduced to swing music and like, I don't know, ninth or 10th grade when I started taking lessons. Mm -hmm. um, and then my favorite was Cherry Pop and Daddies because they're, like yeah. they're fantastic too. Um, but yeah, I, I played trumpet up until just a few years ago. Trumpet player. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. That's a huge band nerd. I was the only senior in band and I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was a, I was a trumpet player when I started out in band. Um, and then I ended up getting converted to low brass after one yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but I have played, I've played, uh, pretty much just about every single brass instrument at some point whenever I was in school. Uh, I, and I was actually not going to be in band whenever I got in high school. Um, but they, but I got convinced to come back in that first year. Um, I, is, I uh, couldn't make marching practice during summer band. So the first practice that we had uh, after school and the first day of school, Everybody already had a marching spot. One of the assistant directors 
said, hey, come here. And he went and he put me in an open spot and said, march to the spot. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. By the end of that marching season, I had learned, I think it was seven different spots in that show. And they, they, they actually were referring to me as their professional marcher. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, I do miss it. I, I love watching marching bands. Uh, you know, I was, I went back and forth. I, I wanted to uh, dot the I in the script uh, at OSU. And oh, then yeah. I, I wanted, I, I had started the sign up process uh, to go into the Marines as a musician. Uh, and then that's when I got pregnant. <laughs> so that, that kind of stopped that, that whole plan. Um, and then I'm like, well, I can type fast. Maybe I'll just go into computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, here we are. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You may, you, you may have been able to get into computers anyway, even if you had gone to the Marines as a musician. Well, I, I ended up, uh, I ended up meeting a guy that, uh, had been in the, Air Force band for 10, 12 years, something like that. Maybe longer than that. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but he, he, he said that, no, you, what you do is you do your day job, which is you're a clerk. You fill out forms, you type up forms, you file papers, and then you play your, your instrument. Oh, not in the Marines. <laughs> Oh, no, you are like constantly traveling to different gigs and playing. You're basic. You're just a professional musician. Oh, like, okay. you, you play graduations and ceremonies and funerals and pretty much everything. That was the my Marines, dream. The Marines always have to put the pedal to the metal on everything. Oh, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, my son's yeah. going in uh, in less than six months. Oh, um, what, what is he hoping to get to have as his, uh... his, uh, it's called MOS, uh, is, uh, enlisted air crew. Okay. So depends on how well he does with his swimming. Uh, he'll possibly be a gunner on a helicopter or in one of the giant, uh, what was a C-130, I think are the big giant yeah. planes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what he'll do. Yeah, I, I had the Navy after me uh, whenever I was in high school, and they were they were trying to tell me that uh, that uh, they put me into the uh, nuclear engineering program. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, and that would have been that would have been uh, interesting for sure. Um, but two problems: one, they don't swim. Oh, yeah. I, I do not swim. And they, they even explained to me, they said, during, during basic training, if you can't swim, they will put you in swimming lessons during the course of basic training. I'm like, I, I can't even float. I don't, I, I don't know how that would work out. Yeah. But, but two, I've always been one of those people that uh, I have never thought I would make it through basic training very well because I don't handle people up in my face demanding something at all hours of the day and night very well. I um, have kids. Yeah, I, 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 I would have, I would have probably gotten kicked out because I, I would have mouthed off at somebody and 
Yeah, it wouldn't have been pretty. Wouldn't have been pretty. <laughs> so, all right. Well, all right. those are good. Been, that's a good ten questions. Yeah, yeah. It, you have any anything else you want to add? Oh gosh, I mean, I could talk all night, uh, <laughs> but I like my my living room is is calling me. I'll have to go down. What time is it? Uh, it's only eleven. I have. Ugh, I have a very small closet with a lot of stuff in it and I'm trying to get rid of stuff and purge and be good about not being a pack rat. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably. Well, end if, up. If, if, if you've got 20 more minutes in you on something, uh, you can beat Tinker's time. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, I would love to beat Tinker. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody would love to beat Tinker or something. Oh, uh, oh. Actually, I, actually, I I do have one bonus question for you that okay. I, I I don't know why I didn't put it in the ten questions to begin with because I was I was like I like that. Okay, post apocalyptic times. Mm -hmm. What three people would you hope made it past the apocalypse? To be, to be around you and be that and be that hardcore, nobody can get us. Uh, you know the, the the umbrella corporation be damned type thing. Uh, mm. what, what 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 three people would you want around you? All right, so I have a couple friends that have small militias. <laughs> <laughs> It's just trying to think of which one I should pick and which one has the best, uh, like, survival instincts and training. Um, hmm. I'll probably, I'd probably say I would go with uh, one of my best friends, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, he has lots of guns and knowledge about those kind of things, you know, I think he would survive living in a cave for a long time. Uh, and he doesn't annoy the crap out of me. So that's also one good thing that I would need, right? He hasn't jumped through your, through your windows. Right. Uh, <laughs> yet. Oh, wait a minute. Has he been through? No, he's not been through my window. He's, he's shoved my son through my window before. But that was that's a different story. Uh, uh, can I pick like famous people too, or do they have to be be people I know? Anybody. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Man. Um, I need somebody that's good with growing things because I I suck at growing anything. All the plants that I try and take care of die. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know who's who's good at growing things. Uh, hmm. Well, you you know you know that one of those three people, if it could be anybody, has to be Chuck Norris in this heyday. Right? You know, I was gonna say Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris but, can survive like, anything. Like, how long is he gonna live? Like how long? I mean, I don't know how old he is. Oh, Chuck Norris is like a cockroach. He can survive in nuclear winter. Okay, yeah, yes. we could go with Chuck Norris. Um, <laughs> but then I need like another girl that can grow things. I don't know. Can Martha Stewart grow things? She can bake. She seems pretty 
pretty like badass. Like I think she Martha can, Stewart. She can bake, but her best friend these days is Snoop Dogg. So I, he, I don't know if he only if she can only grow like Lee. At this point. <laughs> All right, sold. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my three. We'll have <laughs> guns and weed and uh, Chuck Norris. There, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I guess a Snoop could uh, sneak along. He somehow survived too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I guess we will call it in at eleven questions. Bonus overtime. All right. Um, so, uh, I, you know, thank you, and uh, yeah, I thank hope, you. Ho hope to have other conversations, whether we're recording them or not. Yeah, man. Like uh, the the uh, universe is conspiring against me. The last three times I've tried to make it to Texas, uh, I have failed. So <laughs> let's let's hope I can make it there eventually. Uh, I will be at NolaCon though, which is fairly okay. close. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Well, but, but, but look, look at a map. Look, look at a map of Texas. I yeah, but it's closer than Ohio. It's still stinking far away. Have you? It, how how long would it take you to drive to New Orleans? To New Orleans, it's at least a twelve-hour drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> in fact, in fact, so much within like eight hours of me uh that i that i don't think about that uh because like i could drive to boston in in 10 hours or 11 hours right right it, it, yeah it's just it, to texas is just a big massive chunk of land. it is very large because uh what is it i, I think it's a i-10 that um it's I, I think it's like 700 something odd miles just to travel the distance of i-10 yeah, I guess it depends on what side of Texas you live on, as if Nolacon's close or not. Yeah, I, I, I just double-checked it, and and uh, it shows that it's, it would be 850 miles for me to drive to New Orleans. So it just depends on how fast you can drive. I was one of those people that I was always unlucky whenever I drove above the posted speed limit. Uh, all right. So I, uh, I uh, make sure and I set my cruise control and, uh, you know, and then, and then I laugh away. I laugh away whenever somebody else gets caught. Yeah, I got a speeding ticket recently. Not recently. I drove to DEF CON for the second year in a row and mm -hmm. driving through Colorado uh, got a very expensive <laughs> speeding ticket. Uh, very very expensive not not, not, not uh, something that took you in the felony range did it no, no. okay okay uh, but it was not i have a very i have a, i have an issue with cops in general uh mm. for other reasons uh but this dude was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but by the way f fun fact about colorado i-70 if you were to go to the 420th mile on I-70, there is not a mile marker 420. Because everybody keeps stealing it. Everybody keeps stealing it. So it mm -hmm. is four, it's 419.99. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you got if if you ever get driving in New Mexico, um, and, and you're not on I forty mm-hmm. or on I ten, you're like in the heart of New Mexico. The speed limit on almost every non interstate freeway is fifty five miles an hour. I still will not go above 55 miles an hour in New Mexico because the moment I do, I'm just, I'm just telling you, because there, there was one trip I was on that uh, is that uh, the person with me was like, you need to go faster, at least go a mile a minute. And I just said, I passed three cops leaving the town that we just left from. I am not pressing my luck. <laughs> now, did I see any other cops in, in on that stretch that day? No, but I'm telling you, the moment I with the moment I speak, no, cop a cop will just magically show up. So somebody else needs to drive if if we're expected to get somewhere fast. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, once again, thank you. Yeah. Wow. I thought I was killing with those stories whenever that recording happened, but going back and listening to that sounded like I was going over like a lead balloon. Sorry, Amanda. Um, but definitely thank you, Amanda, for spending the time talking to me and agreeing to appear. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the conversation immensely, and uh, hopefully if you're to this part in the podcast, you enjoyed it as well. I just want to take a moment to say you can find Amanda on Twitter using the handle at InfoSister, which is I-N-F-O-S-Y-S-T-I-R. You can also find Mental Health Hackers on Twitter at Hackers Health, or their website is mentalhealthhackers.org. And coming up in the next episode, we will be talking to Ray Redacted. And man, that conversation was lit up. You won't want to miss it.